You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. Before we get into today's episode, I want to tell you a little bit about our current sponsors, uh, the Oklahoma Hall of Fame. As you well know, if you've been following This is Oklahoma, they've been a huge part of this podcast. So this podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, telling Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahomahof.com and follow them on Instagram. For daily updates at Oklahoma HOF. Also, for the podcast, a new sponsor this year that's just come on board and super excited to announce RCB Bank. Since 1936, RCB Bank has offered progressive products and a friendly service. Come in today to find out more about their loan promotion on new used refinance cars, boats, campers, and ATVs. Visit RCB Bank to learn more. RCB Bank, that's my bank, with approved credit restrictions apply. Now, let's get into today's episode. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hoon here, your host, back with another episode down at our Bedford studio today with Eddie Radosevich. Uh... I mean, if people don't know you, uh, <laughs> franchise morning radio show, 6 to 10, uh, but 2020's OKC Influencer of the Year oh, yeah. has to be the biggest thing Absolutely. on your resume. Absolutely. Mate, thanks for coming into the, po- into the podcast studio. Thanks for having me, man. It's uh, I've, I've been looking forward to it, for sure. Yeah, I'm excited to share some stories. Uh, so everyone can go to your Twitter account and, you know... Pure comedy, for a, but a lot informational comedy, I will say. Sure. Uh, but it's brilliant. And Twitter's been, I'm sure, such a great platform for you. But before we dive into all that stuff, I guess take us all the way back. Like, okay. You know, school, growing up, like, where does it start? Uh, I'm born and raised here in Oklahoma City, and then uh, Will Rogers, Putnam City School District. So mm-hmm. Will Rogers Elementary, Hefner Middle School, and Putnam City North High School. Yeah. And uh, then I went to OU right after that. So it's uh, Mercy Hospital, just been around. Yeah. Been around the OKC area. So growing up in the OKC area, obviously been here a lot longer than I have. You've sure. seen everything, you know, the thunder coming here and everything. Oh, yeah. Just the whole deal. Growing up, were you like super into sports then? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I grew up in a family, you know, season ticket holders for OU football. Mm. So I kind of developed the fanship or whatever you want to call it there. Grew up on the hill over at 89er Stadium uh, doing that thing. And uh, it just, yeah, it's always been a passion of mine sports-wise. And uh, luckily enough, I kind of fooled some people to get me into the business. So, uh, you know, I went to broadcast journalism school at OU. And, like, it, I think every kid's dream is to be the ESPN Sports Center anchor, sure. whether it be Stuart Scott or, uh, you know, I guess maybe not Keith Orbelman as much anymore. But, uh, you know, Scott Van Pelt, all those guys grew up on him, grew up mm-hmm. watching it before school and thought I wanted to do that and kind of had an opportunity to stay closer to home and mm-hmm. uh, cover OU football, which has always been a passion of mine. So I uh, kind of got lucky in that regard. Yeah. But it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely been fun. I've been lucky. In high school then and growing up, are you always like, were you always like call in play-by-plays and games or were you more in the stats or just in general? A little everything? bit of all of it. I mean, I was the kid that would have like the Major League Baseball standings in my room and would keep them up to date every day, you know, with scores and then, uh you know, never really was an NBA fan until the Thunder got here or yeah. shortly before the Thunder got here. And, you know, of course, when Katie and Russ and all those guys came, it kind of fell into a, it was a bit a of thing, a love. It? And yeah. It, yeah, it had to be. And uh, it's just been it's been a whirlwind, I think, yeah. since then. So. so going to OU for you was like mm-hmm. on, I mean, it was 
kind of written on the wall, I guess. Yeah, like, I mean, my parents always joke that was probably the only school they would have paid for. I mean, of course, <laughs> they would have paid for somewhere else, but I only applied to one school coming out of high school. And, yeah. uh, you know, I think every kid that grows up in Oklahoma or Oklahoma City wants to go to OU or OSU sure. and uh, lucky enough to get into OU and had an incredible time, incredible experiences as far as, you know, doing stuff with ESPN and ESPNU. And yeah. I think that was kind of the first time that it was a little bit of a, I don't know, legitimacy as far as sure. what I wanted to do and realized I could do it. And uh, yeah, just kind of snowballed after that. Yeah. So so when you get to OU, are you, do you already think I'm going to go into broadcasting straight away? Do you already made your mind up? Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, for the most part, uh, it kind of became a, one of those things that uh, I started working for Rivals.com when I was in yeah. school and trying to get my foot in the door and started networking through that kind of that uh, tunnel, I guess, and then met Kerry Murdoch, who owns Soonerscoop.com and works for the Sports Animal, and uh, it just kind of became like a thing, like, yeah, this is what I want to do, and then yeah. when I decided, when I graduated, it was kind of like a, you can join Soonerscoop and got lucky enough to do that, and I had enough video experience that right. through the broadcast stuff that I was able to kind of, uh, I guess, Which fool everybody. Which is so hard to do. Like, if a people no, it listening is. that don't get it, like, or don't, might not understand it or have never been around it, you try putting yourself on video, talking to a camera. Like, then I have so much respect for people who read the news. Oh, I it's mean... It's so hard I, to do. I, I, I work in radio every day, and I hate the sound of my voice. Or, it's you know, going skill, back and transcribing skill. about it yeah. or anything like that, it's just like, it's tough, but you get used to it, I think. And yeah. I guess through that, like weirdness you kind of develop a confidence about yourself and yeah. that's probably the best thing that you need is a little bit of confidence and not like an ego as much as a confidence but i guess it doesn't have it doesn't hurt to have both yeah definitely and and you know it can come across as ego sometimes sure. isn't it but at the same time you have to have that to perform yeah. to, to speak the way that you have Definitely. to speak otherwise you know there's nothing worse than watching someone read the broadcast or be on TV or whatever and they like can't get their words out yeah. like, come on bro like, yeah. and, I mean the, the Gatlin journalism school is so good yeah. like we had such I guess ample training as far as being on camera being behind camera and doing a little bit of both yeah. to where you can step out into the real world and you know, if a TV station needs somebody to edit, you can edit on a bay or you can right. shoot whatever you need to. And that certainly got my foot in the door with Sooner Scoop because at the time they wanted to kind of add a video yeah, portion yeah. of it. And that was kind of the dawn of social media and all that. I mean, it's been 10 years now, so yeah. uh, it makes me feel old at the same time. But it's it's been a fun ride. I mean, going to every OU football game for the last 10 years before the pandemic uh, has been, you know, it's a dream. It's right. basically living a dream every day. Yeah. So you, do you know Royce Young then? Yeah. I you mean, I, I know, I, I don't know if you at the we same were, time? I think he was probably about a senior by the time I was a freshman. Okay. So he's a little bit older, but yeah. same, I mean, same kind of circle as far as like knew Royce was going to go on to do big things mm -hmm. when uh, you read stuff in the OU Daily or whatever. You knew him and uh, Baxter Holmes as well. Okay. Uh, you knew that they were going to be really good. So yeah. it's, it's cool to see guys like that stay close to home and kind of do what they're doing now. Yeah, we, we had him on uh, last year sometime, and we were talking about like when he graduated and he didn't really know what he wanted to do. And then they said, will you run our social media for us? Yeah. Like, the university wants me to like, this is super early on. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, sure. I mean, it's just insane, too, to see, like, I mean, he started basically from scratch doing the, yeah. the blog, and then one thing led to another. And it's just been, you know, over the last... It, so much has changed in the last 10 years as opposed to mm -hmm. even, or in comparison to the last five years uh, for these kids that are just graduating. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. And like I kind of came in at the right time, I think, as far as the way that everything was expanding with social mm -hmm. media and uh, you know everything as far as the internet age. So it's, it's been weird. It's been, it's been fun, though. I've been thankful for everything that's come this way. Right. I'm sure, because 
I mean, for kids listening as well that, that like want to get and want to be you or want to get to the jobs that you have and be on the radio, the platform's there. It's free now, right? Sure. You could have your own. There's so many people on Instagram now that like basically they're their own broadcaster. Yeah, absolutely. And then someone picks them up and now they're on ESPN or whatever. I mean, it's, it's incredible. And, you know, another kid that I went to high school with, Andrew Schlecht, has kind of done the same thing as far mm-hmm. as, you know, started with the blog and then started kind of getting his foot in the door. And he's doing a great uh, job with The Athletic now with the podcast so and stuff. Good, so it? it's, it's crazy. But at the same time, it's like you do have so many opportunities right. to be able to kind of control what path you want to go down, whether it be print or broadcast or digital. Yeah. And nowadays it's like, if you can't do all of them, uh, you know, you really kind of close your, yourself to some opportunities, yeah. I think. And to that point, you know, you mentioned being, you know, being involved in video and, and the, you know, the degree that you have, I didn't realize this, but that's just probably my naive naivety or whatever the word is. And uh, Robin Marsh said the same thing to me when we did a podcast was like, Everyone who's around the broadcast mm-hmm. can do everything. Sure, and that's such a like a value to have. But something Absolutely. obviously that you learned growing up, because yeah. or learned in school, is that hey, if I'm operating the camera, if I need to, I can be behind the you know yeah, in front absolutely. of the camera or whatever it is. Like that's something that people don't know. I didn't. I, I mean, just was like, oh yeah, I'm sure they just. Well, there's so many for like television people but, too nowadays that are you know they basically will send you out with a camera and a tripod, and they're like, all right, we need out. you to turn a package around, yeah. and you have to do it, or you know you you got to rely on yourself to be able to do it and uh there's so many schools that put you in good position to be able to do that now too mm-hmm. it's 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 truly incredible the way that everything has kind of come together in a way yeah, yeah, but yeah. at the same time it's all kind of spaced out and i think that a lot of that has to do with social media and just mm-hmm. the uh kind of the reach that everything has had as far as you know being able to get out in front of something mm-hmm. and say you know this is me and yeah. You can kind of show anybody. Like a bunch of my opportunities, especially the radio stuff, has come because of a Twitter presence. And right. you know, I, ten years ago, nobody would have. I would. I would never have thought that I'd be in the position that I am today. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, twenty something, twenty seven. Are we at now? Twenty seven. You probably don't check. I don't check. I know that for sure. But when you get to like twenty, I think it's twenty seven. I looked this morning, um, and it's probably hyper local as well. Yeah. You know, which for is sure. great. For which sure. Is really good. I think that's like the best part about it is like there are a lot of people that know me, you know, as kind of the funny guy and they also don't know that I, I do cover Oklahoma football like right. there is a serious <laughs> it's a very serious a venture and especially yeah. because it's around here there's such a great passion for it too yeah. and, you know I think that that has definitely been one mm. of those things that has helped just because Damn. people love their sports around here I mean it's well, insane college football like for me like being back home, college football is nothing. Yeah. Not even close sure. to compared to here, right? Or, I mean, any college sport. And you come out here and you have, you know, millions of eyes on your team, on just every sport, not every sport, but big sports. And, you know, there, there is a fandom there for, for everyone. You know, you've you got football, gymnastics, you know, the golf team has been great recently. Absolutely. And, you know, basketball as well. Like, People are watching this, and the fact that we don't have an NFL team is great. Yeah, you know, for that as well. But you're you're right. You're like you get you're brought up and you're taught in this place that if you go to a you know NBA or an MLB team or ESPN or whatever it is, it's comfortable, right? Yeah. Like no it's doubt. not a massive step. No, and I, I think that that's kind of unique in that you know yeah. there's it's a it's a blue blood program as far as the passion and the fan base and. You know, kind of. Uh, if you don't win every game, it's the end of the world. Everybody's, you know, right. thinking the sky's falling in. And uh, it also has helped, though, the, over the last, you know, 
eight, nine years, Oklahoma's been really good. Yeah. And they've had national names with Baker or Jalen Hurts or Kyler Murray uh, and been in big games. And yeah. I've been able to network and kind of meet people through that. And, uh, you know, even on the basketball side with Buddy Hield or, you know, Abraham Answer, even when I was yeah, in, yeah, in, yeah. in uh, college. So it's, it's a good spot. I mean, it's, it's crazy to think what, you know, kind of what you said at the beginning, just as far as growing up in Oklahoma City, going down to Bricktown and it was like mm-hmm. Spaghetti Warehouse and some empty buildings. Right. And now I live downtown. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's insane. <laughs> right. It's absolutely insane. Yeah. So, uh, you're, you know, you're at OU. What, what is like when you do the ESPNU stuff, right? And, and I, you know, there's a great clip on your Instagram where, where they're asking you your, right, your thoughts. And, you know, you probably look at that. You're like, I'm a child in that video. Oh, right? yeah. Super no, young, I mean, you know? it, it was it was super incredible. And they were so good. The guy that was in charge of his name was AC Wyatt. And, like, the ESPNU program was mm-hmm. unbelievable. And if nothing else, just to say... Yeah, we had that opportunity. Yeah. We called the game on ESPN. Uh, the girl that I, I did it with, actually, she works in an NBC affiliate in Connecticut. And it's just, it's incredible the way that everybody kind of went in their own directions and they're yeah. all still very successful and finding ways to, uh, you know, kind of yeah. live in media, which isn't always the easiest thing, especially here, you know, as of late. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. So, so you graduate and you, they offer you a job with Sooner Scoop, mm-hmm. which you've kind of already been doing. Basically stuff with started anyway. right out of college. And it was, yeah. it was kind of crazy. Cause I was work, I was doing some work for a guy named Jeremy Crabtree, who was basically the recruiting director at the time in Kansas city. Mm-hmm. And he loosely had some connections back with Carrie and Josh McQuestion and uh, Sooner Scoop. And like, I was basically, he was giving me numbers of kids to call and it was West Coast kids, so I could, you know, yeah. get schoolwork done, which in college you're not doing a bunch of schoolwork at <laughs> yeah. late night. But, uh, you know, I remember calling kids like, and it wasn't on the West Coast, but like Cam Newton coming out of uh, JUCO when he yeah. was getting recruited and, uh, you know, various guys out on the West Coast that ended up at USC. And it was just, it was, it was almost kind of surreal in the fact that I think it was, you had to like kind of, I guess, show up mm-hmm. and you had to be ready. And I think that that, you know, even if it wasn't a personal one-on-one connection, yeah, yeah. you were able to kind of develop a confidence in asking questions to people that you don't know. Right. Yeah. Cause it's, I mean, I, it's just a, you get used to it. Don't you get comfortable in it? Especially when you do your research and you know a lot about it and you're sure. passionate about it. You feel like you can have a conversation with, with anyone about Absolutely. what they do. Right. And then it, it, you have to do your research. Cause then if you don't, the guy knows obviously that you hasn't, you know, if yeah, you and- cam and you're just like, Oh, uh, you clearly have no idea. I will say Cam Newton never answered, and I called him like it, it's almost <laughs> like you're stalking somebody. Right. But that was—I I guess we probably know why uh, with the Auburn yeah. situation, the way that went down with his dad. But it was still really cool. I still have those notebooks. It's stuff that I'll hold on to forever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you're at, so like how long do you? You're at Sooner Scoop. Like, does the radio thing happen straight away? Like, what? How does that whole? No, that and, uh, like we started a podcast probably. God, we got into the podcast game probably five or six years in with Sooner mm-hmm. Scoop. It might even be less than that. Uh, and we, you know, obviously because of the following with Oklahoma and because of the following with Sooner Scoop, we had a good base. And mm-hmm. I think that that kind of enhanced the Twitter presence. And yeah. really, the radio thing didn't come about until I guess the franchise has been around for, God, I think seven years now. And really, it only came around in the last two years, just as far as, uh, you know, being on the program. And, you know, I credit Mike Steely a lot for bringing me in and kind of taking me under the wing. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, then the pandemic hit like six months into the radio gig and uh, they had to make some tough decisions up there and, you know, some personal decisions for, for some people that were on air as well. And it ended up like basically going into work one day and saying, this is how it's going to be. We want to keep you around. Yeah. And you and Todd Lismy are going to host a show from six to 10 in the morning. And that was kind of like a, the first like 
holy crap, I didn't right. really sign up for this. And I didn't know if I'd like, I wasn't ever going to step away from it because it was what I wanted to do. I wanted to be in sure. radio. I wanted to have that presence in Oklahoma City. But at the same time, it's like, can you host a show from six to 10? Like the, yeah. my only experience really in radio was doing like uh, KGOU stuff, which is a small OU radio station that my parents and aunt and uncle probably listened to <laughs> right. when I was on. Like you have nothing to compared to four a, hours of No, content. not at all. Yeah. And especially, you know, me and Todd knew each other, but we didn't really know, know each other. And I think that through the pandemic with no sports going on, it right. kind of helped. It was like, we're gonna have to come in here for four hours Just and talk about out. something yeah. every day. And I think that that really kind of developed a little bit of a rapport and a relationship and kind of yeah. a, a starting point for what we have now. So it, yeah. it was kind of, I mean, it was obviously a terrible situation for a lot of people, but at the same time, it was almost like this, I'm very this thankful for it. Like, and that's me, why, yeah. yeah, even 2020 is like, it was awful for so many yeah. reasons, but professionally it was amazing for yeah, me yeah it, I mean it's and I hate to say it no that way, you're not the only person that said that uh, there's a few people that have been on the podcast that have said the same thing we've had culture coffee on you recently and they mm -hmm. said the same thing that like you know it just it was a time where you are if you're an entrepreneur you're in a business or you're starting a business or, or you're new to a position it's a time where you kind of have more time to buckle down and, sure. and get into your craft I guess yeah. um but you're right. It was terrible for the majority, um, but for for some, you know, and and I've been fortunate. It has been great for me in the podcast. Like yeah. It's just it gives you more time to do things, and and I guess there's, I don't know, you're just more free. I think to do stuff, and yeah, it was. Uh, I think people are more willing to go out to do stuff as well because they have more time. Oh, right? absolutely. So they listened more. They didn't drive absolutely. to work. You know, they listened on the radio when they grew when they woke up. Right. Instead of no doubt in their car for twenty minutes. And I yeah, I think that also too. I mean, I think that there was a lot of, uh, I guess, introspective looks at kind of everybody mm -hmm. in life, just in general, and as far as having more real conversations, having more meaningful conversations with people, and uh, you know, I. No, definitely would never say that 2020 was good, but yeah. it, it definitely, I think, was uh, it's a lot of maturing and growing and all that. Yeah. So, obviously, being a Sooner Scoop, being a lifelong OU fan, family, you know, just mm -hmm. deeply rooted in OU, there had to be some moments where you were just like, how am I here? Like, how has this happened? Yeah, I mean, definitely, like, uh, you know, developing relationships with coaches that, you know, Bob was, I was in eighth grade when Bob took over, or seventh grade when Bob took over. And, yeah. you know, I would never say that I have a close relationship with Bob as far as, uh, you know, like outside of work or anything like right. that. I, like, like somebody like a Kerry Murdoch or somebody. Tequila and yeah, stuff like, like that. Him, right? hey, <laughs> hey, believe me, if, if they want to send over some, uh, some of the rock and roll that right. I will try, but, uh, you know, there, there definitely were moments, you know, going down every Monday to, uh, a press conference or mm -hmm. just being on the field for the last seven years for every game doing video stuff. It's yeah. been quite a ride, especially, you know, when we do go to places that, uh, to cover OU, whether it be an Orange Bowl or a, you know, a, a semifinal game or a Big 12 championship game or just even doing like small real radio hits. It's been it's been crazy. And, uh, you know, I, I do think that like because I grew up an Oklahoma fan, I do understand like where a lot of people's passion yeah. comes from. But at the same time, it's you got to be professional about it and you can't be the. I would never want to be labeled like the OU Homer guy that, you know, was going to pick OU to go 13 and 0 every right. year. They're going to go to the Final Four. They're going to go to the National Championship. They're going to go to Omaha or Oklahoma yeah. City for softball. Uh, but, you know, for what I do and for Sooner Scoop, when OU's winning, it's good for business. Like, right. I'd be the first one to tell you that. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I, I have developed, you know, good relationships with people in Stillwater and Austin. And uh, so from a professional standpoint, it's been a lot of fun. And from a personal standpoint, I mean, 
Yeah. If you would have told That's eight-year-old Eddie dream, that, yeah. you know, when he's, his parents are, you know, dragging him in to go to a mid-90s game when you know they're going to get their ass kicked, yeah. it's uh, it's definitely turned turned a corner. So yeah. it's, it's been fun. I mean, I've been, been very thankful and blessed for everything that's come along the way and you know the future yeah. that's to come well and you get to be like to that point you get to build relationships with guys you know when they're learning their craft right they're sure. learning everything they're kind of earning their stripes i sure. guess and, and then they get drafted and then they go on to do amazing things i mean yeah and there's from so like a, many from you know? a rival standpoint too with what we do with high school kids like i remember uh you know caleb kelly's gonna be a six-year senior at ou this year yeah and i remember going out to california to cover him in high school so I've, I've known most of these kids, and especially over the last, you know, eight or nine years, yeah. everybody that's come through here, I've seen in high school at least once or seen their videos in high school where we've gone and sent somebody from Sooner Scoop to uh, interview them. And, you know, yeah. it, it's incredible to see just like how wet, how far back it goes. And I feel very old yeah, yeah, talking yeah. about some of those guys. But, you know, seeing some AJP run in high school or, you know, uh, anybody that is, you know, Kyler or anybody that's gone off to do professional stuff, it's been kind of incredible yeah. to see just the development that they've been able to go through, and you know, even some of the coaches that have come through yeah. here and now are doing their own thing. It's really cool. One of the one of the things that when Royce came on, he was talking about was like we asked him, um, you know, like who who won't speak to you or who doesn't like who you know building a reputation mm-hmm. and. and but I think it's totally different in college, right? Because at NBA level or that elite level, they don't have to answer your questions, sure. and the questions can be pretty tough. Yeah, but as I guess college, you're just kids, right? So you, for the most part, a different questions. Yeah, set. like you're probably not going after as many people from yeah. a college perspective because they are student athletes because they're there to get yeah. an education, if right. you will. Uh, so it is different. Uh, you know, you probably wouldn't go after. Uh, you know, Lincoln Riley the same way you would, uh, you know, Scott Brooks from yeah. the back in the Thunder days. But, uh, you know, at the same time, I think there is a certain level of respect that a lot of people have for, you know, just kind of the way that you carry yourself. And especially with how social media is, because they can see everything. And, yeah. uh, you know, as much as they say that they don't, uh, you know, they people see stuff, they people see read stuff. stuff yeah. And, uh, you know, vice versa. I mean, we hear stuff that, you know, that they would probably say about us. So yeah. it's uh, it's cool in that regard. But yeah, you definitely probably don't have the uh, personal relationship like maybe a professional would mm-hmm. uh, with a professional athlete as opposed to, you know, a, a kid that's in college. Yeah. Do you think like you being on social media and your Twitter presence, do you think that's helped you? Like with, with the kids and stuff? 100%. Because they think it's hilarious as well. And Yeah, like, like you know. some of the stuff that I would ask Baker, he knew was coming. Yeah. And I mean, he would, it, if somebody else would ask it, it probably wouldn't go over as smoothly uh, or, you know, be able to joke around. And I guess sometimes I take advantage of that. And sometimes yeah. it's probably not the best thing, but, or for the right setting. But yeah. you kind of got to pick your spots and, and, and know when you can get away with something and when you can't. Like yeah. you wouldn't ask it after they got beaten in the national championship game or something like that. But uh, it's, it's different for sure. And they, they know, I think. Cool. Well, I wanted, I mean, we're recording this on Masters Monday. Uh, Absolutely. We've got to tell me we have to talk about the Masters. Yeah. What I want to know, though, is what are your thoughts on, Scott the plank on the old on the old you know live commentary. Did you catch that? I didn't catch it. He was on the live like masters into masters dot com. He was okay, doing the live I, commentary from like four through six. I didn't even realize that's who that was. Yeah, yeah it was Scott. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. It was. I mean, whoever sounded professional. Yeah. And then it was Scott. And not to say that Scott doesn't sound professional, but there's a difference between people who have been a career on the radio. Sure. Like probably that we're listening now. I do not sound career on the radio compared to you. That's how it was. Um, but I texted. I know Scotty, and I said, "Hey, your dad's like he's doing a pretty good job yeah. here." Like. 
like, Absolutely. what is going on? And he said, yeah, he's trying to get into it. I think he's going to be doing, I guess, the Byron Nelson That's awesome. in, in next month. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, master's thoughts. I mean, I what mean, do you it, think? Such first so off, it's, just, it's one of the most incredible places I've ever been. I mean, it yeah. was a religious experience when uh, I got to go with Steely and we did our radio show from Augusta in the mornings. And then we would literally, you know, take a take a bus down the street and yeah. walk across Washington and uh, walk through the gates. And I mean, it's everything that everybody always talks about. So you had a press pass all week? Didn't have the press pass. We just had badges. We were doing a thing with uh, Totally Tickets, basically, okay. that they had badges and yeah. uh, they sponsored the trip. So we were able to go out. I was able to go to Wednesday of uh, the practice rounds and R3, see the part three yeah. course. And then uh, Thursday just basically went the entire day. And Carson Cunningham from uh, Channel 5 I was actually- I recently played golf with Carson. No kidding. Yeah. Okay, yeah. We went out there uh, yeah. Thursday and basically spent all day with each other yeah. and just walked around. Uh, he was covering Victor Hovland at the time. It was 2019. Mm -hmm. And I think because Tiger won in 2019, it's that much more meaningful right. to me. Uh, and, you know, walking in, it's Tiger, JT, and Fred Couples playing a practice round. They were the first people I saw on the course. Yeah. And it's kind of like a, you know, like holy S moment, like, not only am I walking around the Masters, but there he it's, is. it's Tiger. Yeah. And so it was uh, it was really cool. And, you know, just I think having been there, you just get such a better appreciation for everything that goes mm. into it. And it's it truly is the mecca of golf. And then, yeah. you know, even even if I hadn't been there, though, it's, you know, it's you, you stop down and you watch from Monday through, you know, Wednesday live from and or Monday through uh, basically Sunday live from uh, the Masters with that Golf Channel group. And. Uh, it's it's truly one of the the yeah. better weeks of the year in my opinion. I mean yeah. it's 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 pretty cool. And then for everything to kind of tie back into 2021 with Hideki winning and uh, you know with Augusta National with you know the golf club probably not being the most right welcoming place in the entire world. I think you know that they the fact that they sent or opened that tournament in 2011 for him to win the low am and yeah. then come and actually play in, in it asia and, pacific right? yeah, yeah yeah and uh you know i just kind of for everything and for the lee elder thing on thursday to bring it all together hopefully a step in the right direction yeah. and i don't think that i certainly don't understand how big it is culturally for mm. you know for a foreigner or even oh, for a, a yeah. japanese guy yeah, to win yeah, yeah. the tournament like that and you know you go the week before with the uh, the women's tournament over there at right. augusta and another japanese uh yeah winning that one so it's it's kind of cool I was, I was happy for him like saturday's like i don't know if i want this guy to win yeah because i wanted to see you know spieth or somebody come well, from behind dog fight too don't yeah you? like yeah. i wanted to see like you know throw some some real blows on the second nine on yeah. uh sunday but the way that it turned out it, it's pretty special and uh, just see, I think anytime, I think, um, forgot who it was. It might've been Kyle Porter or somebody from CBS that put it out there, but just to see like how important it is for each guy yeah. when they do win and seeing him walk up 18 or walk off the green and mm -hmm. you can tell that he's tearing up a little bit. It's, it's super cool. I think anybody yeah. that, you know, has even just gone and played a par three course would kind of respect where all that's come from. Right. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I said, we watch it with some friends and I, and it's, is he walking up 18? I said to my buddy, I said, what's the over-under on him crying? And he's yeah. like, there's no way. There's no way he's going to cry. Like, it's, you know, he, he, you know, Japanese culture is very reserved, very respected. Sure. And, and there's no way. And as soon as he walked up 18, I'm like, there it goes. Yeah. Like, and Dustin Johnson, the same last yeah, year. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and I think, like, when you, see so some, much. when you see somebody like DJ do it, too, is yeah. stone face, no emotion. You're never going to really get a good feel mm -hmm. for what he's really thinking. And then when he does, it's like... You know, okay. these guys have yeah. worked their entire lives for that moment. And, yeah. you know, for Adeki, I think that they were throwing out that it could be up to worth up a billion dollars when he right. goes back home. And I wish his family could have been there, but 
It's it's still really cool. Yeah, and the gesture is caddy made. Well, like Unbelievable. That, I mean, he's almost more famous than Hideki is like now if, for that if, gesture. If you don't see that and get a little bit of like yeah. chills, and for it to like kind of come full circle with the way that things open with the Lee Elder thing yeah. and Gary Player's son doing his kind of weird thing <laughs> yeah. at the uh, at the uh, the ceremonial starting tee shots. It it was cool that that was the ending. Right. Like that's what everybody's going to remember. And yeah. obviously the way Hideki played. I wish Xander wouldn't have hit it in the water on 16, so though. I was like, and I, I <laughs> to this point, like, I don't, I told a friend the other day, and there's a giant fly flying around <laughs> you if you're watching the video somewhere. Uh, I told a friend, I think that Xander could be the new Ricky, because he can't close. Yeah. And, you know, and he starts really bad, and then he goes bitty six of the next nine, and he's like, oh my gosh, he's in the mix. And he's like two back and then dumps it in the water. I'm like, no, like it's just to do all that work in birdie 12 and birdie 13. And, yeah. you know, who knows if things change, if he eagles 13, if right. he can make the putt, Anything, yeah. but to birdie 14 and then 15 and get up and down out of the bunker. It's like you work so hard to get oh, there yeah. and then it just is gone. But I mean, I think it's like six top 10 or top five. Oh, yeah. His major record is starts. crazy. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really, really good. I hope he finds a way to win at some point because I think I'd like. Me and you know who Xander Schauffele is, but no, I, and no we were talking day, yeah. about this this morning. It's like yeah. I don't think the average like turn on the Masters on Sunday probably realizes no probably what kind of player just, yeah. Xander Schauffele is. Yeah, and it, it's cool though, and you know I think like especially here, and you would know as well as anybody that the talent that we've had come through Oklahoma in the last mm. you know ten fifteen years, and the talent that they do have right now, even yeah. down in Norman or Stillwater, or you know just down the street at Oklahoma City, it's like it's it's a great state to play golf in yeah and uh-huh. hopefully some of these guys can find some success in the majors and uh you know i, I think that the guys that are coming up through high school right now are going to uh-huh. be really good too yeah. it's unbelievable oh well, when you were there in 2019 i, I they played obviously when we had the rain delay i think was it saturday that they mm-hmm. played some of the 2019 back nine and hovland's like you know getting amateur you know best am yeah. that week and you're like that was just two years ago, yeah. and now he's you know contending, like legit contending. It's incredible, the, and so just like it, it, not even Oklahoma. I mean, what answer? At, but, uh, you. Yeah, the answer played well. Uh, Will Zalatoris, mm-hmm. the kid that uh, mm-hmm. uh, just had an incredible week uh, week there. It's just the the amount of talent in young golfers is just yeah. like I would Scary. never be able to do it I like going out and drinking beer and just hitting the ball <laughs> around maybe win a couple dollars from friends it's like right. those guys I mean they've turned it into you know obviously a career and a life yeah how do you get I guess with when you would went down there with the with the totally tickets thing was that just kind of a one-off or is, is, is there a way to be a broadcaster and be like hang on like I would love to go obviously it's the hardest golf they, to get to but yeah they how put, does that work out they put out like I, I know Craig Humphreys has been doing it for you know 30 something yeah. years up until you know recently he was able to go down there and work for Westwood One Mm -hmm. and like the Masters and I don't want to say they're crazy but they're kind of crazy and that like you have to send them audio clips to to show like this is what I was doing while I was there and they they check everything and I think Carson even had to send in uh, like video like his his reels or whatever as far as what he was producing and uh, you know I would love to go down there and cover it someday from a from an actual reporter standpoint but just being in there, it's it's insane. And yeah, yeah. It's, it's just it truly is like it's everywhere you go. It's like, wow, this is mm-hmm. this is everything that you say it is. I mean, it's it's just incredible. What uh, what was the pro shop like? What did you get? Oh, man, I, pull over. Oh. I mean, the, it's a scary deal because you can walk in there and they have <laughs> like ten thousand dollars. Oh my gosh! Like I, <laughs> there were people in front of me. Like I got out of there spending. I think like and I bought some stuff for friends and right, family and yeah, stuff. Yeah. But I think I got out of there spending. 
maybe six hundred dollars. Yeah. And I felt like, like I felt good, but there was people in front of me, you know, spending five thousand yeah. dollars. And it's just like it's incredible because you don't have to carry all that stuff around. Oh, they, they have a FedEx yeah, thing yeah. right next door. And it's like. Take it away, yeah. and you don't have to worry about it. And a week later, it shows up on your doorstep. So, so it's good. it's incredible, and you know it, it's everything that they tell you it is, and then some. And we actually got into Berkman's place off five. Mm. Uh, it's like a little kind of hideaway type thing, and uh, you know for the elite of the elite. And we basically fooled some people to get in, yeah. and uh, it's just it's just a different world. Yeah, I haven't been absolutely I just can't wait different to get world. Down there. I bet it's interesting though for you. Like it's like you go as a fan, but then if you go for work, obviously it's two totally different experiences. Sure. And you probably just want to go as a fan. Yeah, right? I think so. And you know, it's it, it's. I would love to be there on a Sunday mm-hmm. when it's packed, but at the same time, I, my cousin went a couple of years ago on a Sunday, and he's like, you know, as, as much as I love the experience, as much as it's a bucket list, something you have to do someday. Mm-hmm. They don't let any phones in on the course. None. Yeah. So it's you're kind of out on your own. Like the only things that you hear are the roars and then yeah. you check the leaderboard and it's almost like a, a step back in time, if you will. I was doing, actually, I was doing radio hits while I was there on Thursday mm. and you don't have a watch. Like you need, a, I didn't have a watch, yeah. so you need to take a watch. But uh, the only way to like connect with the outside world is to go pick up a payphone, And you know, you don't have to put money in or anything, right, yeah, but you yeah. just dial up, you know, press nine and dial up the number that you need. And it's, it's like taking a step back in time, but in the real world. Right. And it's kind of cool in a way. It's like, as much as I love being on social media and as much as I love, you know, tweeting and live tweeting events and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it's almost like a sense of relief. Like, I don't have to worry about that. I'm, yeah. I'm in this fantasy land for the next seven, eight hours. Right. And that's kind of the cool thing. And I think everybody that is there really kind of embraces that a they little bit. That. Like, it's, it's truly, a, it just as, as special it was for me, it's even more special to the guy that has been there for 35 consecutive years. It's like yeah. a, a pilgrimage, if you will. Right. Well, and there's so many little rules, isn't it? Like, there's no running, and if you set a seat down, that is your seat. Yes. And like, you know, the, the price of concession is really, really, really good. It, I you mean, the, it, you, like, you open, uh, you know, chips or whatever, and I'm not saying that I litter all the time by any means, but, like, you miss the trash can, you're like— Walking yeah. over there quickly just to make sure, right. like I threw it's this like away. Everybody, at look it. at this. Yeah. This is mine. I'm throwing it away. Yeah, it's 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 super like kind of weird, but mm. uh, I guess in, I guess it could be seen as privilege, but it it's just yeah. it's unique in its own kind of special, uh, fantastical mm. way. Yeah. So back to I guess current time, current day. Uh, you're you said busy at the moment doing you know camps and starting kicking yeah, off. Yeah. Like, like, how does that look? And what's kind of I guess between now and I mean, oh, you announced we're having fans, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a huge uh, deal. Yeah, and it would be special because I think that, you know, last year was so weird. As thankful as we were from a just a professional sporting sure. to have perspective games. to have games, yeah. to have stuff. Because I think that, you know, I think like kind of like everybody, uh, you know, as, as the NBA gets canceled and everything kind of uh, starts ramping up, you were like, they can even play this year? And yeah. if they don't play, are we going to be able to – sustain a radio station? Are we going to be able to sustain the site if nothing happens? But, uh, you know, luckily, I think that we're on the kind of the back end of it, hopefully, Mm -hmm. or or progressing in the right direction. And uh, camps are starting to fire up a little bit with high school recruiting. And, you know, that's something that obviously never, never stops. And I'm thankful for that, just for the fact that people have a passion because of OU football, they follow it closely. And uh, yeah, there'll be a bunch of camps that we got coming up. We had a rivals camp down in Dallas yesterday. And uh, it's just, it's it's good to kind of mm-hmm. 
getting back to, you know, quote unquote normal or whatever that normal is right. going to be. And uh, yeah, we'll have camps. And then, you know, I, I think that just like everybody else, kind of the summer is a little bit of that dead period. We've got, you know, baseball going on. And, uh, you know, with the Porter Moser higher, there'll be some basketball stuff that we have to do. But it's, it, it's kind of weird because it's like you blink and right after April with the spring game coming up in a couple of weeks and then yeah. all of a sudden it's August it's and go time. yeah, you're ready to roll. And I think that there is kind of that down period where it's like, you're thankful that you haven't had a whole lot, but you start getting restless a little bit and yeah. you kind of, and especially I think this year, the anticipation because, oh, you'll be so good because there wasn't any, you know, one-on-one -on -one contact last year as far mm -hmm. as uh, interviews and just seeing you know, fellow colleagues and reporters and stuff that right. you see on a daily basis. Because, yeah. you know, I, I think in kind of a weird way, it's like we develop a, you know, a friendship and it's kind of like a family because mm -hmm. you do travel every place together and you do see each other Monday through Wednesday, basically, yeah. you know, kind of while you're in it, I think it's, it's unique in Oklahoma in that everybody gets along really well. Yeah. You don't see that at a lot of places and it's competitive, but at the same time, we're all friends. We're all you know, respectful. We, yeah, there is a respectful, like, kind of understanding that, you know, we, whether it be in Lubbock or Dallas or wherever on a, a Big 12 trip, like, we'll go out and eat on Friday night. And you don't see yeah. that a whole lot. So it's, it's, it's really kind of cool. Yeah, you're right. That must be, I mean, it's like a, not like a, a super guy's trip, but you get to travel with, with mates and you know no, everyone's is. going to the same place, Absolutely. right? It's just like, oh, let's just go hang out this weekend. I mean, yeah. we're all doing the same job. We've all got our jobs to do. We've all got our different contents to get. But, yeah, it makes total sense. That's it, really cool. It, it's unique. And, that. you know, it, like the Oklahoma guys and the Tulsa World guys and the Norman Transcript and, you know, the the various Internet reporters, from Jason Kersey from The Athletic and uh, all those guys. It's it, it's going to be fun to see those guys again. And, yeah. you know, we, we've seen each other on Zooms and stuff, but haven't had that one-on-one -on -one interaction right. with a lot of you people. You can't, like, you know, cliche clink beer glasses together and yeah, have absolutely. a good time and then, you know, share dinner and bump elbows no and doubt. just kind of joke and laugh around. No and doubt. And just, just being able to get back out and do something that we all enjoy. The whole, yeah. We all love being at sporting events. We all love, you know, the crowds, the games mm -hmm. and stuff. As much as, like, fans can drive you crazy at the same time, it's there's a reason they drive you crazy. Right. It's because they love it and they, yeah. they have a passion for it. And I think that that is kind of that was one of the things that I really realized, you know, even going back into college. I think that I took for granted when I was in mm -hmm. middle school or in high school, and then, uh, you know, I grew up with Sam Bradford at OU and uh, or in high school, and seeing what he went through and seeing that from a friend yeah. lens as opposed to like the fan lens. It was I think it kind of gave me a better understanding that these guys are just people. Yeah, and meeting a Caleb Kelly or meeting a uh, you know whoever in high school, it's like. These kids are doing it because they love it. Yeah. And, you know, we're kind of there for the same purpose as far as, you know, just loving the, the idea of sport and competition and, you know, just being out there. And yeah. I think that has been probably my biggest understanding or thing that I've learned the most is, you know, of course, people want to win every game, but it is just a game. Right. And there is a lot more out there as far as, um, you know, how you tr how you treat your teammates, right. how you, you know, do all the small things. And I think that, you know, for the most part, and you would know this through golf, it's like the way that you carry yourself, the way that you do things mm -hmm. is going to be so much more impactful. And the people that do it usually the best are, they find the most success in yeah, the sport. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It, it's, yeah, it, it's, it's, I mean. Unless it's Tiger and he's doing Unless it's Tiger and he's doing whatever, yeah. But those guys are like, that's such like a just different. It's way off, isn't it? Right. Yeah, like being the best 
to ever do something. I mm-hmm. think that everybody has their flaws. Yeah, I mean, and growing up, I mean, it's this when you never had a chance to, like when you're always in the spotlight, mm-hmm. you haven't had a break. Yeah. I mean, there are reasons why he is the way he is, right? And sure. it's nice. I think people now are talking about him, and JT seems to have a really good relationship with him. That like he's jo- laughing and joking around sure. now, and he's like, "Oh, no, I gotta hang out and whatever." But it's kind of like Rory. Like I think he's probably the most like down to earth. He will give you the the greatest yeah. answer to any type of question you may pose, whether it be golf or outside of the golf course. And like he he thinks about it. He, mm. he gives you an honest answer and. That's why like, I, I pull for him. I pull yeah, for guys yeah. like that. And at the same time, I'm about as big of a Tiger fan as you can meet. I, so yeah. like, I will make I excuses for Tiger. I, was too. <laughs> I think, it, I think yeah. anybody was. I mean, it was just, it was incredible. And, you know, even when they were showing back the 2019 uh, Masters, it was just, it's like, did that, that really happen? happen? Yeah. Like, yeah, it, it really nuts. did happen. And to think that, you know, and lucky, the guy's lucky to be alive. I don't know if he'll mm. ever play golf again, but... Just being able to see him cultivate a relationship with his son and daughter, yeah. too, has been kind of cool. It's like the side that I think everybody always wanted to see, but mm-hmm. you knew you weren't going to get that until his Something aura happened. was kind of over. Yeah, yeah. And you wanted to see it like 10, 15 years sure, ago, right, when he was sure. doing great. And then now he's just, I mean, he made a comeback, obviously. But, yeah, I think it is it is great to see and hopefully he figures his life out and gets better and I mean, love to see him play golf again, but who Absolutely. knows? Who knows in what twenty ten? I mean, less than that. Fifteen Hopefully years, someday. his son's out there. Yeah, that'd be he's awesome. He's on the bag or walking around. That was crazy when he was uh, playing in the father son thing. It's like the mannerisms. That, like five what he hits like three. Unbelievable! <laughs> You're kidding it's like, me? How do how does that even come about? But it is cool to see see people like that kind of I guess mellow out. Yeah. yeah. Find their understanding in life, and mm-hmm. you know, I think it was as meaningful as as it was for Tigers fans. I can't even imagine what that oh, meant for him to be able yeah. to walk up on 18 and hug his kids and his family. and It's crazy. It's it, absolutely nuts. Absolutely nuts. Uh, I'll finish with this one. Who? So for people listening who probably aren't as big a sports fan mm-hmm. as you or aren't in the middle of things as much as you, who for OU football is on the rise at the moment? Who have you got your eye on that's in like oh, um, man, maybe high school that nobody knows about yet? They're sure. like, hey, this is going to be a name in two or three years. Yeah, I mean, you can look at all the freshmen that are on campus. It's, it's kind of crazy. Like, in again, I don't want to be like the OU Homer guy that's, like, going to set them up right. for for failure. But They won't listen to this podcast. No, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's crazy. Like, the way that they've recruited over the next couple of years, it would be disappointing if OU didn't win a national championship. And, okay. like, I, I think that everything is kind of progressing in this – upward trend in direction as far as the talent that they're bringing in. And mm-hmm. I know it's kind of weird for people to hear that and as much success that Oklahoma's had over the last couple of years, but they're starting to kind of close that mm-hmm. gap between the big boys. And I think that, you know, specifically in the defensive line ranks and the offensive line ranks where you have to have guys. I think anybody yeah. that has watched the college football playoffs knows that, you know, OU's had skill position, talent, mm-hmm. you know, out the backside. So it's it, it's crazy to think that they could be better than what they have been. But, uh, you know, I, I think that David, uh, you know, any of the linebackers have been really good. Uh, David Awegbu has been really good. He's going to be really good. I think that, you know, he's kind of fit into that mold where Kenneth Murray was a year ago and or a couple years ago and saw the kind of career he's had so far as a rookie with the Chargers. Uh, you know, specifically in the defensive backfield, we talked about this uh, on, the, on the radio show this morning uh, specifically. It's like, the talent that they've been able to 
recruit in, whether it be a Latrell McCutcheon or the Justin Harrington kid that came in a year ago and tore his ACL before he had an opportunity to get out on the field. Uh, Billy Bowman from uh, Denton Ryan is going to be a really good player before it's all said and done. He can play both sides of the ball. Uh, Latrell McCutcheon's a kid out of the Austin area. That was a big win for mm-hmm. uh, Roy Manning and Alex Grinch. That was kind of like the moment that things kind of started turning in their direction. Like you can go into Austin, a place that Texas is at, that you can go in and recruit those kids and kind yeah. of, you know, and have a legit Flex chance to get them out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, those guys are going to be really good on the defensive side of the ball. It's like the first time in a while that you can say, you know, is the defense going to be better than the offense? And right. you look over there and they have, you know, four or five star wide receivers right now. You know, three of them have been on campus for a while and Trajan Bridges and Theo Weiss and Jane Hazelwood. And those guys, I mean, you know, it's kind of a put up or shut up year for those yeah, guys yeah, as yeah. far as what they have. And you know, it's, I think. Over the last couple of years, specifically with the offense and what Lincoln Riley's been able to do since uh, he even came in as coordinator in those first couple of years with Baker, is like they were putting up numbers that, you know, I think Oklahoma fans just kind of didn't take for granted, but it was yeah. like, this is not normal what they're doing. The numbers that they're putting up, averaging, you know, 11, 12 yards a play, it's like, yeah. when does this stop? And I think that, you know, they took a step back and, you know, Rattler could end up being a better quarterback than all those guys. Yeah. And, that's just like it's it's insane to think that he's entering his you know third year in the program, second year as the starter, and all of a sudden he's the favorite to win a Heisman Trophy, and he hasn't really even played a whole lot, or right. you know found a lot of success, even though he has, and it's all kind of contingent upon like what the precedent was and what they put out there as far as uh, you know the just astronomical numbers that they have, and uh, it's it's exciting. It's an it's an exciting time, and you know again it's just like kind of the right place at the right time, just yeah. as far as. Uh, you know, me getting into, you know, covering OU and, and Sooner Scoop, and we've grown because of the successes they've had. Yeah, yeah, of course. And, you know, it obviously hasn't been me. It's been everybody, Carrie, Josh, and Bob, and all of us that mm-hmm. have, uh, you know, there is a lot of work, but at the end of the day, it's like, like I would love to be able to have an OU game day where I can go tailgate and drink <laughs> with my buddies and see my family and stuff like that. But yeah. at the same time, it's like, it is a passion to be out there and be able right. to cover it and do a pregame radio show and uh, do the postgame podcast that we mm-hmm. do and uh, that kind of stuff. And it's all been, it's all kind of come together, but yeah. you know, the next couple of years could be a really special for Oklahoma fans. Yeah. I, I think that that is You're probably, right. it's, it's kind of like a lot of things that are going around here, whether it be, you know, OU down in Norman or anything that's going on here in Oklahoma city. Yeah, it's, you're right. I think exciting is the great way to put it. Cause it's, you know, They've been, I mean, I've only been here almost 10 years now, but they've been like, you know, they get to the final four and, mm-hmm. again, and then they lose. Like, they, you don't expect them to get any further, right? Yeah. You never expect them to get that championship game. And if they have, you're like, oh, there's no chance, you know, and all that. And then, like, they beat Alabama a couple of years ago, right? And that's like, whoa. Okay. Yeah. And okay. I, there's like I, that's sparks, like the, isn't there? It's like, like the, the final check boxes. Yeah. They, they got to get to a national championship. And I think that, you know, Lincoln is as, as good as everything has been. And it, I don't know anybody that is, you know, realistically out there complaining about what they put out as right. far as a football program. Uh, you know, that's kind of the last box you got to check. You got to yeah. get to a national championship and really, really, truly compete for one. Mm-hmm. Well, mate, uh, Really appreciate you coming down. Absolutely, it's man. It's good to uh, you know put face to face, right? And, absolutely, and kind of hang out. Uh, where can everyone follow you, and where can everyone just kind of see the hilarious Twitter stuff that you? Twitter, uh, you know, that's kind of become, I guess, my baby in a way, as far as everything that gets put out there. And again, and like as bad as social media is, as much as I hate it sometimes because of the obvious reasons. Yeah. Uh, you know, my career professionally has been that's that's like the baseline of everything that started it's the platform that kind of gave me an opportunity to to, you know 
show my personality, show everything that uh, my interest. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, Twitter at Eddie underscore Ratto. Cool. That's awesome. Absolutely. I'll Appreciate it, Mike. Yeah, man. I, thanks so much. I'll, I'll post that in the description down below. People can go check that out straight away and start tweeting at you. Um, <laughs> I mean, Big Bread, Big Dairy, and BLC. Yeah, that's I mean, what it's, it's about, right? Yeah, like that stuff is that, – that stuff – and I, I credit my friends a lot because that's stuff that like we're in a big, huge tech that's chain so group. And, yeah. Like that's stuff that we always joke around about. And yeah. I just happen to have a platform right, to be you, able you to like expose it or like, yeah. you know, joke around about it. But uh, – it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, and no to doubt. do it here in Oklahoma City too. has been un- incredible. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you next episode. Cheers. This podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, telling an Oklahoma story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahomahof.com and follow them on Instagram for daily updates at Oklahoma HOF. Also, huge shout-out to RCB Bank for jumping on board to be a sponsor. RCB Bank's loan promotion is here for a limited time. Head into any of their 40 Oklahoma locations to get as low as 1.79 APR on your next car, boat, camper, or ATV. Apply online at rcbbank.com. RCB Bank, that's my bank. Rate and finance with approved credit. Restrictions apply and member FDIC. Huge shout-out to my sponsors. Uh, thank you for listening. We'll catch you next episode. Cheers. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.